let's bring him in now. You know, a lot of people, we saw last week a very exciting game with the New Orleans Saints and Minnesota Vikings. A lot of people were excited at the final play and what happened. I know this guy wasn't. Let's bring him in now, Hall of Famer Willie Rowe. Willie, how are you? Well, I'm not doing good after the Saints gave the game away. The kids made that play, but I knew it was going to be a tough competitive game. I, I thought that the Saints would have enough to get the win. They did. And, um, you know, you can't never blame it on one play, but that play was very costly. I was a lot more surprised last week at how the, how the Steelers give up 45 at home. I don't understand it, Paul, what happened to the Steelers, but uh, give credit to Minnesota for making a great play and winning the game. Tough loss for the Saints. What was your initial reaction when you saw that final play? Paul, you know what? I didn't want to see what was going to happen in the last 30 seconds. 40 seconds, I went outside, so I wasn't even in the house. <laughs> and my wife, Angela, came out and told me that they threw the touchdown pass, and I could not believe it. And she replayed it for me, and I went in the house and saw it, and I just don't understand what coverage they're running, Paul, and how you let this – all you got to do, you know, is tackle the guy in bounds. They've got 10 seconds on the clock and no timeouts. If he, all you got to do is tackle the guy, and the clock runs out and the game's over. Right. They don't have enough time to get down and and and, and spike it to go to stop to stop the clock. Not at all. Yeah, and I don't he know. was trying to go out of bounds. Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. I mean, obviously, I mean he's a rookie and he's had a good year, but man, I don't know what he was thinking in that particular spot because all you had to do was just stand up, tackle the guy, and they're off to Philadelphia, but. A beautiful play, an amazing play, and a great play, and is what makes NFL football so special. So, I've heard you this week talk about the Saints, and you know you're pretty confident about the future of the Saints, even though they have a 39-year-old quarterback. I, I will agree. There's a lot of pieces around there, young pieces, but we look at Tom Brady, and he's an anomaly. I mean, he's an outlier. At the age of 40, people don't play the way Tom Brady's playing. And so you feel like Drew Brees, 39 years old, you feel like he can come back, and he says he wants to be a saint. You feel like he can come back and have a, a good year next year or next couple well, years. Paul, what are, what are Drew Brees' stats this year? Nobody's playing like Drew Brees at 39. Drew Brees had an excellent year this year. He did. There's no denying Give me the that. numbers. Give me the numbers. Let's look at them. What, what, what Drew Brees this year? I mean, like you said, he balled out over 4,000 yards, 23 touchdowns. I mean, he had a great year. He had a good year. Had, and, 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 and what's going to make Drew Brees able to play longer, to play a few minutes, is the fact he's got those, those two running backs in tow. You got Kamar and Ingram. And you got a young, you got a young, a young offensive line. That was the best draft. Picking up the, the free agency pickup and and the drafts were the best they've done in probably the last uh, eight or nine years. You know, getting uh, Marcus had four picks, Lattimore Pro Bowler, Ramchak played left and then he moved to right. He didn't miss a down all year. Uh, I did that my rookie year. I don't know who else did that uh, uh, recently. Maybe Jahari Evans, but. He didn't miss a play the entire season. 
and you have the other uh, the other rookie that played played well. So four of those rookies, the receiver, four of those rookies played real good for that team this year. And uh, and and, and Matateo had an excellent year. So you got some pieces with the Saints. If you add on to that, uh, the, the young receiver played well. Uh, uh, Keyshawn's cousin Thomas and the other guy, the other big receiver. So you got some. They 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 need they need to get some more help on the defense and, and tighten up a little bit on on the. I don't know who, you know draft through the draft and I mean the Saints are right there. The thing with the Saints is that division is very tough. The NFC South with the Carolina and Tampa Bay had a down year, but Carolina and Atlanta. They're in a tough division, so you got three real good quarterbacks in that division that that are making a run. So it's going to be a tough division, but I think the Saints are in a real good position. Yeah, I, I would agree. As a whole, they are in a, they're in a very good position. I mean, I, I think you know, even though Drew Brees had a tremendous year, even though Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer and played big time, I think there has to be a level of concern his age. I mean, and I know he defied that this year. But, you know, at some point in some time, he's going to fall off. It just comes with the position. It comes with age. I mean, it's the nature of the beast. But, well, well, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. But guys, guys are playing better later. Guys, Drew Brees is like Tom Brady. If you looked at his arms, the guy's in great shape. The guy takes care of his body. He's not, he's not a drinker. He's not a smoker. He's meticulous about everything he does, puts in his body. So he's one of those guys that can play a few years longer, and unlike Brady, he moves around a little better than Brady does, sure. so, you know, I think I think, I think think you lock Drew Brees up for another two or three years, you know, like I said, Paul, I'm not talking about five years, I'm saying I think, the, I think he has two, maybe three good years left in him. So, do you feel like the best team won on Sunday with the uh, Vikings and the Saints? It was a, it was a game too high, half. It's always hard to play indoors. The the Vikings dominated the first half and didn't score to that last play in the second half. So it was a game of two halves. I think the better team uh, lost lost that game. But I also think in 09, uh, maybe the better team lost that game when the Vikings beat uh, when the Vikings got beat by the Saints. And uh, and uh, did, you know you know I thought it was not some calls made. Some calls didn't go the Saints' way, but that's going to happen. In the playoffs, and um, you know it happens. But um, you know, my hats off to the Vikings. I wish the Saints would have made it. Uh, but uh, I think, talking to some Eagle friends I see uh, at the gym every day, they would have rather faced the Vikings, the Saints, than the Vikings. I don't know why, but they feel like the Vikings are going to be more of a threat than the Saints would have been. I was on that bandwagon in terms of wanting to play the Saints instead of the Vikings. And then I was watching closely on Saturday or Sunday, excuse me. I saw how Drew Brees carved up that Vikings defense. That's a very good defense, big time defense, number one defense in football, one of, you know, one of the better defenses in football. So I saw how Drew Brees did his thing against that defense. And I saw Case Keenum. I mean, I saw a guy who will throw it up at times. I saw a guy that I think you have an opportunity to make some plays against. So when I saw that, and, and I'm, I'm afraid of that Viking defense. That Viking defense is big time, and I didn't want to see it. But I think I think the Vikings are the team. I think the Vikings are the right team for the Eagles. 
And I think actually Eagles are going to win that game just like they beat the Atlanta Falcons. But I think they'll win that game come uh, Sunday. We're talking to Hall of Famer Willie Rose. So how do you see the game? How do you see the Vikings, Eagles? I would rather the Vi- I want the Vikings to beat the Eagles. Uh, <laughs> so I would rather the Eagles not go. I think it's going to be a very good game. I think it's going to be a close competitive game. I, I, it's, it's, it's a pick for me. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I really don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I, I don't think the weather conditions are going to be, uh, except it's not in the dome. I give that advantage to the Eagles because it's outside and they play in the dome. Other than that, I don't think the cold conditions are going to be any advantage. And, and I, and I'm, and I'm really looking forward to that. Not to get off the subject, the Patriot game, because it's supposed to be 42 and partially sunny in New England. So it's very, it's a very, I'm very intrigued about the Patriots Jaguars matchup, and and especially with Coughlin behind the helm, who beat them twice, who's three and one against the Patriots, running that organization. Uh, that's a very intriguing matchup. What they, what they're going to be able to do against uh, the Jaguars and what that Jaguar defense can do to slow down Tom Brady. And, and to your point, and, and that is definitely an interesting game from the standpoint that New England is not the greatest against the run. Jacksonville runs the football very well. People talk about Jacksonville in terms of them being not good against the run. They're 20th. But once they acquired Marcel Darius, they became better against the run. So a lot of things in terms of Jacksonville, and I don't think, and I know the Steelers put up a lot of points, but I don't think New England's offense is as prolific as that Steelers' offense. I mean, that Steelers' offense, playmaker after playmaker, Antonio Brown, Smith, Martavius Bryant, uh, Le'Veon Bell, and the rest of those guys. I mean, there's so much talent on that Steelers' offense. I don't think the Patriots are as talented on the offensive side of the ball as the Steelers. So I, I think there are definitely a lot of opportunities and a lot of plays to be made, and I, and I think you know, I think Jacksonville has a great, great shot. Well, well, what Jacksonville does, they found like uh, Juju Smith. They took him out the game, and he didn't catch but one ball until that last play of the game. Who will they try to take off? Take out? You know, Gronk's going to get his. I think they go after number fifteen, the uh, the, the kid, Hogan. Uh, the Hope, the real Hogan. I think they're going to go after somebody. Who are they going to take out and a weapon away from Tom Brady? And that's what they did. They, 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 Antonio got his. Uh, uh, the, the other kid uh, from Clemson, the receiver number ten, caught a few balls and caught Brian, that big yeah. touchdown. But Brian, other than that, but they took Juju out the out the game. So I, Jacksonville's defense is going to try to take somebody out. And I look at it also. I mean, you, you look at yeah Pittsburgh. You know, got a lot of yards and, and put up a lot of points. But Jacksonville scored a defensive touchdown, had another interception that set up a touchdown. So the defense played fairly well in that particular game, even though the Steelers put up a lot of yardage. I, I, and back to the Steelers for a moment. Do you think the Steelers overlooked the Jaguars? It, it seemed that way. Well, how do you keep overlooking somebody for the whole game? Because – well, I don't think they you know, where they got those turnovers early, too. And that really hurt them. When they, when they fumbled the ball or whatever, and 50 ran it in, and, and, and when he threw that pick, they, you know, they were playing, and then they were down, 
they were playing catch up. It's hard to play catch up. And and I, I thought I thought they had turned it around when they when they tied them up and got back in the game and they had turned it around. But I mean, you know what? I'm very impressed with Bortles. Bortles. Everybody talks about him, and and you know, I just saw after after the way they played against Buffalo at home, I said, "There's no way these guys are going to go beat Pittsburgh." The way that offense looked, and give credit to Blake Bortles and that team. I mean, he looked like a di- he. I don't. It might as well Blake Bortles would get. He looked like a different quarterback against the Steelers. You know, I, I think so. I, it, the problem is you don't know which Blake Bortles you're going to get, Paul. True. But I, I look at last week and the way they were able to run the ball, and, and they dominated the line of scrimmage. They were able to, you know, create a lot of holes, whether it was Yeldon, whether it was Fournette. I mean, they had a lot of success running the ball, and they can use that same recipe against this Patriot defense. This Patriot defense yeah, has given up a lot of yardage on the ground. They're in the 20s. You know, they're in the bottom in terms of rushing defense. So there's, there's – you know, there's some opportunities to be able to run the ball. And if you're running the ball effectively the way they did against the Steelers, they do that against the Patriots, they got a great opportunity to win this game because they can defensively lock you down. And, and we've seen them, you know, throughout the course of the year, lock teams down. I know this is Tom Brady. You know, this is, a, this is another animal. This is a special animal. But and it, it's going to be fun. I, it's going to be a very, very good game. I'm looking forward to that one as well. And – you know, we'll see. It, it should be fun, man. I mean, both of these teams, I, I think, you know, Jacksonville matches up fairly well against this football team. I really do. But 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 do you, you don't think they're going to be able to run like that in New England? Well, the Patriots are not that great against the run. I mean, and also you got to look at Fournette and his, his ankle. I mean, that, that's the key as well. I mean, we'll see how, how, how good he'll be in that particular game in terms of his ankle. We'll see how fresh his ankle will be in this game. And it's going to be fun. I, I think they can, I think Jacksonville can do it. Like you, but I think the I, I, I like the weather. I like the, the weather. It's going to be 42 and partly sunny. I mean, it's not going to be cold. So it was colder than that in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And it also could be, and I think, you know. And, and I think, you know, I, Paul, I think not, not having – Shazier in the middle finally caught up with their defense. I think that uh, Coughlin, uh, Tom, I mean the quarterback, the, the coach Mike Conlin, Tomlin made a few. Uh, the fourth down, I, I, I hate when I watch these football games, uh, Paul, and they and it's fourth and one or third and short, and they try to string the ball outside, run right at the defense. It makes no sense to me why you try to pitch the ball or that stupid shovel pass. Some of these teams try to. When, especially when they get in the red zone, they try to just shovel it. It's too many things. The Chiefs do that a lot, too. And there's too many chances of getting something happening or penetration to get an interception or to call some, something bad. You do that in the middle of the field. You don't do some of those plays in the red zone. It's like, it's like when the guy tried to cut a guy on a three-step drop. I would never cut a guy on a three-step drop when you're in tight because you don't know if the quarterback's going to throw the ball, and if you try to cut him, you you can't get back up and block the guy. So I don't, I, I wouldn't cut a guy in a short in a in a tight area because you don't know if the quarterback's going to have to hold the ball or not. It's not going to happen like it happens in practice all the time, the way you think it's going to happen. And I also think, you know, going back to Blake Bortles and him being 
you know, kind of the key. He's got to play a clean game. He can't turn the football over. Yeah. He can't put his defense in bad positions. He did a good job of not doing that last week. He didn't put his defense what, what, in bad positions. And, and that was, that was huge. Not, it, and also... Is it not is it not true, Paul? When he doesn't turn the ball over, they haven't lost the game. I think I've heard that stat somewhere, but I know, I know, you know, earlier in the season, you know, you look at Bortles, you know, he played he played fairly well early on. Early on, he was playing some decent football, and he was under double digit interceptions until the last two games of the year, where he threw three picks. Mm-hmm against San Francisco, and then the last game of the season, he threw two. Before that, he only had eight interceptions in that, in, you know, in the year. So he was, you know, playing some big-time football. And if you look at, you know, look at going through the year, I mean, they beat Houston to start the year, no turnovers. Baltimore in the third week of the season, no turnovers. They won that. I mean, you I know, they beat, eight, uh, I think he was 8-0. I think he was 8-0 with playoffs with no turnovers this year. Just looking at the schedule, I think you're right. Because you be Houston, one, two, three. Uh, you got Cleveland, four. Cincinnati, five. Indy, six. Uh, Baltimore, seven. Yep, eight, no. So, history tells you throughout the course of this year, when he protects the football, the Jaguars have a great shot of winning this game, winning no, a game. No, so, what I did. I did hear Seth Joyner, uh, the great linebacker, say that they get their pressure from in the middle. And historically, when 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 the Giants beat the Patriots, and when some of these defenses have gotten after him, they've gotten out of the gotten after uh, after Tom from the outside. Now I have seen teams get after Tom blitzing the linebackers, but the teams that beat the Patriots are the teams. They can create problems with Tom only rushing four. Can they get to Tom Brady by just bringing four and leaving everybody in the coverage? Because you know, as the Pages and Tom and, and that and Belichick do, if you don't do what you can do the recipe to beat them, they will find your weakness and they will exploit it. So the key is how much pressure are they going to be able to put on Tom Brady rushing four? And you also remember. You know, when those Giants, when the Giants beat the Patriots in both of those Super Bowls, they got after Brady. They hit him a little bit. And so, and you look at Jacksonville, if there's a defense that can hit the quarterback, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. You look at three to four teams that are left. Defense is their calling card. Jacksonville, Philadelphia, Minnesota. So we can talk all we want about offense and offense winning championships and you know, this is an offensive game now. It's a passing league, so on and so forth. At the end of the day, the three teams, three of the four teams, are led by their defense. And with Philadelphia, it's almost by default. Because, well, it's because Carson Wentz is not there. But, again, three of these four teams that are left are led by their defense. And so that, that's something to be said as we go into championship weekend. We're talking to Hall of Famer Willie Rose. So, you said Philadelphia and, and Minnesota is a pick em game. Are you ready to pick yeah. anyone in that particular game? Huh. 
I don't know if I'm ready to pick something in either one of those games. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough on both of these games. I mean, it, I'm going to tell you what, the NFL got some very good ratings on those games Sunday. Those were very, both of those games were good. I think we're going to have a good weekend of games this weekend. And it's a tough call on both of them. I mean, I mean, Nick Foles, what's he going to do? Case Keenum, you both, you got three young quarterbacks and the only bet you have is Tom Brady. So all three of these young quarterbacks are in a situation they've never been before. And some young football teams, uh, Minnesota, all, all of those teams also are very young. Minnesota, uh, 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 Philly and, uh, young coach and, uh, and uh, Jacksonville, so uh, it's 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 good because it's a change from the norm, and uh, you know you got Jacksonville back, but other than that, you got uh, three new faces there that are, that are trying to make a move. Definitely, definitely, and it's going to be exciting. It's definitely going to be fun. Well, you know, if you're not prepared to pick, I'll be prepared to pick. I look at Philadelphia. I look at this Eagle team, Minnesota's a different team outside of that dome. Um, you know, it's going to be a grass field. It's going to be a hostile environment. I like the way the Philadelphia Eagles defense is playing. I look at last year's game, and, and I think it's going to be similar to what we saw, what we're going to see on Sunday. Last year's game, Philadelphia won 21-10. to 10. Granted, Carson Wentz was there. But both quarterbacks, Bradford was there, and, and Carson Wentz, both of them, had interceptions, had turnovers in that game. The Eagles made a big-time play on a big-time special team play kickoff that ultimately helped them in that particular game. So I look at that game. Philadelphia got after the quarterback a little bit, got after Bradford in that particular game. I look at that game. Philadelphia was able to run the ball, run the ball fairly well, got over 100 yards in that game. Matthews and, and a couple other guys combined for over 100 yards. I think Nick Foles, he might make a mistake. I think Case Keenum. Philly's offense didn't do a lot. Philly's offense didn't do a lot, Paul. Atlanta didn't do anything. And but here's the thing: I don't see Minnesota's offense doing much more because of the way this Philadelphia Eagles defense is playing right now. They're, they're playing the way they played earlier in the year. They're stopping the run. You're not running the ball against this team. They're, and to me, the Eagles didn't play their best game. They did not play their best game. They had turnovers, two turnovers, you know, fluky special teams turnover and then a fumble. And so they lost the turnover battle. And usually you lose the turnover battle against teams that are evenly matched. You lose the game. But the Eagles. What, what is, the, Saints, the Saints lost the turnover battle too. So they, they really weren't supposed to be in that game against Minnesota. True. True. I mean, but here's the thing. You got Drew Brees on the other side. You know, Drew Brees. He's a great equalizer. Yeah. And, but and that's also why, that's why I thought they were going to win that game. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I thought Minnesota was going to win. But, you know, Drew Brees, he played well. And he, he put them in position to win. And But Case Keenum, he's going to give you a ball. I think he's going to give you a ball. But I think Nick Foles is going to give you a ball, too. So I think, you know, okay. I think both quarterbacks are going to make some mistakes. But I think I'm picking Minnesota. I'm picking Minnesota to win it. <laughs> I'm picking Minnesota to win it. I like Philly. I like Philly in that game. I think you know the home field advantage okay. is going to well, be I'm picking huge. Minnesota, and and I think they'll get enough out of the running game. 
and I think they'll make just enough plays to get to victory. I like Philadelphia to win 17 to 10. 17 to 10, I like the Eagles. And I'm going to the other side, Jacksonville and New England. This is a tough game. This is a tough game. You know, obviously, the, the obvious pick is New England, home field, Tom Brady, so on and so forth. But to me, I like the way this Jacksonville team is playing. I like the swagger that they're playing with. Blake Bortles, if he can stay mistake-free, and as you said, it's basically 10 and 0 because he didn't turn the ball over against Buffalo and he didn't turn the ball over against the Steelers. So he's 10 and 0, you know, during the season when he doesn't turn the football over. So if he plays a clean game and this Jacksonville defense plays like they're capable of playing, their secondary is big time. Boye and, and Ramsey, I mean, those boys, those boys are big time. So if, if they play big time, I think Jacksonville gets a break. I'm going with Jacksonville 23 to 17. So we'll see. Yeah. You know, so I like Jacksonville and Philadelphia to be in the Super Bowl. Well, I would like Jacksonville and Minnesota to be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so that's what you believe is going to happen? Yeah, that's what I believe is going to happen. Okay, Jacksonville. Minnesota is going to be the first team to host their own Super Bowl. We'll see what happens. I don't think they will, but we'll see. I'm definitely looking forward. Before we get out of here, frame your game. We're doing big time things with that. And you're going to be out at the Super Bowl, uh, you know, selling some product. Talk about that. We will be at the Super Bowl. Anybody that's going to, up to the Super Bowl, we will have product at, at uh, all the Aramark locations where they'll be selling. Um, I will be, keep everybody posted. I will be at a mall, maybe signing, uh, signing at a mall with some other athletes. And before that game, we will we will get you a list of names. I will have a list of the people that will be there, and uh, I will be there selling the. Uh, obviously, we will have helmets there for the teams that are playing in the Super Bowl, and I will have some product on hand uh, uh, with me at that signing at the Super Bowl, and uh, this weekend. Right now, we're headed to Tampa Bay. Got another honor. Me and Brett Favre and Gary Huff are going into the East-West Shrine Hall of Fame, which is another great honor. And uh, looking forward to the uh, dinner tomorrow and the game Saturday, the East-West Shrine game, which when I played was in Palo Alto. Now they play in Tampa. And we're uh, headed to St. Pete to go to the uh, festivities right now. Sounds good. So you you got a busy weekend coming up. You're going to make it to another Hall of Fame. How many Hall of Fames is that for you now? That's a few. <laughs> what, about five? Four or five. Something like that. So, and, fans, we, and we want everybody to go to Amazon. Even though the season's over, we still want you to go to Amazon, frame your game, Valentine's Day gifts, birthday gifts, uh, Father's Day gifts. We want a reason, even though a lot of people are upset their team's lost, I'm trying to find a reason for them to go to Amazon and go to frame your game, and they will have their helmet on Prime in a couple of days. So, fans, go to Amazon.com, type in frame your game in the search, make sure you get some of your products, and, and, and support all the great things going on with Hall of Famer. Uh, he, he's going to be in another Hall of Fame. He's the West Shrine Game Hall of Fame. So this man's been... 
uh, in a bunch of different Hall of Fames. So obviously he's had a special career. So we'll see what happens on Sunday. Let's hope that the Philadelphia Eagles are there when it's all said and done. And, and so we'll see what happens. Willie, absolute pleasure, man. Wish you nothing but the best of luck. Safe travels. Thank you. I wish I would have had a chance to play in the big dance that I never got a chance to. And maybe your Eagles get another chance to rewrite that wrong when they lost that game uh, back in 2000. I think that was 2004. I can't remember. Yeah, 2004 season. I hope you're right. That was a, that was tough. And maybe we'll get another chance against Brady and those boys. So I think if we exactly. get that. Yeah, exactly. That's what you want. You want some payback. Now, give me Bortles. I want Bortles. All right. All right, now. Well, thank, thank you for having me. Thank you. Take care.